0: Wow, Hazy, how you doing?
1: Hey Matt, I'm pretty tired actually Oh yeah? I couldn't get to sleep last night
0: Something on your mind?
1: Yeah, have you ever suspected Michael J Fox and Emilio Estevez of being identical twins separated at birth?
0: Actually I haven't, but now you mention it, that's pretty heavy Do you want to chat about it?
1: I can't get a hold of my geneticist, so I guess you'll be
0: Acceptable Acceptable company. company Hey everybody, welcome to Acceptable Company. Thanks for joining us. We've got a few topics we want to cover today.
1: Yeah, I wanted to start by bringing some good news, Matt. I ended up watching something that you've been recommending to me (laughs) for a long time.
0: All right, let me guess. Okay, it's got to be, it's something geeky, something she never would have gone near. Star Wars? No. Okay.
1: It's something that I don't normally like, but it's got an element of something that I would like
0: would be anime it would not be lord of the rings
1: no these are all things that i do not like
0: any aspect <laughs> of something you like
1: i told you that i would watch this if i had absolutely nothing else to watch nothing else going on nothing else to do
0: put me out of my misery i watch oh, avatar
1: no <laughs> <laughs> no i ended up watching hamilton the musical oh shit yeah okay no
0: that, that's actually exciting yeah i know that's really exciting
1: i didn't expect to like it because i don't normally like period dramas i don't normally like traditional musicals mm-hmm. so i was expecting to not like it mm-hmm. but uh-huh. actually uh-huh. I, I really liked it <laughs> to the point where i watched the opening song and before it even ended i hit pause and i found it on spotify and i added it to my playlist no shit yeah,
0: uh- yeah. wow so you were in pretty early
1: yeah I mean, I don't want to give anything away to people who haven't seen it. It doesn't get better from the intro.
0: Wait, you think the intro is the high point? Yeah. (laughs) That's just, that's not true.
1: I liked it. I watched the whole thing. I had to watch it in two segments. I paused at the intermission.
0: Well, I'm really glad. I'm glad you liked it. Because I've been obsessed with Hamilton for months. It was the only thing I listened to on my playlist for a long time. And um, I've got... Tickets for it, I'm
1: Oh, do When are do? you seeing it?
0: Um in a couple of months. Were they expensive? June or July? They weren't too bad. Okay. I think. I don't remember. We I booked think... tickets ages ago. We booked tickets before I'd even seen it. I just I booked tickets on its reputation alone because I knew how popular it was. And I like musicals, so I just assumed this one was gonna be great.
1: I think I looked up tickets after I watched it. I think they were like three hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Surely there's cheaper versions.
1: Mm, I don't know. When I looked online, that was the only price I could find.
0: Oh wow! I guess the Disney Plus boom really helped. I'd like to talk about spoilers, but we you don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Did you cry? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in the it's quiet uptown.
1: I don't think I'm as into it as you are. I have no. Oh well, no!
0: I've had about. I've had several months of obsession <laughs> on top of you.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: It's quite upturn. After someone dies.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, I didn't cry. <laughs> 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 I was more in it for the hip-hop, not really for yeah, well, the, the history. Yeah, the soundtrack's pretty great, though. Yeah, that's the only thing I liked about it. Not really the history or the story.
0: Well, I, look, I'm not that interested in American history either, but it definitely made it more interesting. I never thought I'd as much about the Americans of War or the early independent days of America.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think I took much of that in, to be honest with you. I was just there for the jams. it's
0: okay. It can be quite complicated. They talked about a lot. It goes through a lot. It does, and not all of it is, is drama. A lot of it's... There is some politics, but... They made the court battles. They made them into rap battles.
1: Yes, I remember. That was cool. That was fun. So anyway, that guy, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he wrote all the songs. He wrote the whole thing.
0: He did. Did he
1: write the music as well?
0: Um, I, I believe so. I think they're all original. Well, he actually wrote the music for Moana as well.
1: Not all of it. I looked it up. What? Just some songs. What? Mm.
0: Well, anyway, I, I imagine he did write all the music. It was his baby. Apparently, he was out handing out tickets on the street at one point, and now it's the biggest musical ever. Ever well depends, <laughs> but it's big. It's big and it's popular. And he's a celebrity. And he should be. He's he's very talented.
1: So anyway, I just wanted to tell you because I thought you might be interested in knowing.
0: Got some interested in knowing. A little disappointed it wasn't Star Wars, but I'm always glad and happy to be proven right.
1: Yeah, I'll let you take the win.
0: Look, it, it I don't feel bad. It's it's a pretty it's a slam dunk, honestly. If you have any musical interest whatsoever, I think you're going to enjoy Hamilton. And I'm really excited to see it live. In fact, if you're looking for someone to go with, I'll go a second time.
1: Yeah, no, I'm good. I've seen it, I've seen <laughs> it on Disney Plus. That's okay, well, if
0: you need, to, <laughs> if you need someone else around to have another viewing party, <laughs> I don't need an excuse.
1: I feel like I liked it. I'll watch it. I'm not gonna repeat watch.
0: Maybe you should. No. Maybe that's why you're lacking the knowledge that I am.
1: No, I have really high standards for repeat watches.
0: Ah, you yeah. got some songs on your Spotify playlist though.
1: Just the one. Just yeah. the one. The opening song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, de-
1: it's clearly the best one
0: It's definitely not Okay Z, well thank you for the good news Now I've got a news story for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: Have you heard of the rapper Little Uzi Vert?
1: Rapper Rapper. Little, little Uzi Vert Yes, no. I haven't heard of him either <laughs> No, not
0: heard of him He's made news recently Apparently he's quite up and coming I think it was in the top best paid rappers of the last year mm-hmm. Sources, non-confirmed but But he's made news lately mm-hmm. Because he got a 24 million dollar diamond implanted into his forehead
1: whoa (laughs) okay
0: it's disgusting
1: implanted but it's like protruding from the forehead
0: yes let me find you a picture
1: and he remains well and healthy still not brain damaged or anything
0: no apparently it's just like a piercing they had to come up with a particular mounting there we go Mm.
1: is that 24 million dollars or 24 carat $24
0: Twenty-four million dollars. Apparently, Whoa. I do. Ha- I do have the caratage. Apparently, it is ten to eleven carats of pure diamond. Apparently, he saved up for it for ages. He's always. He's, he's been obsessed with it. He's twenty-six years old. cost him more than his one point seven million Bugatti Grand Sport car.
1: Right, and that's just an aesthetic thing. It's not for any like healing powers or anything like that.
0: Uh, no, apparently not. In, in fact, he's actually been called up for it being inappropriate towards some cultures. As you can imagine, uh, yeah. um, Indian cultures and, and the like have... Hindu. The, yeah. So people have called them out on it being inappropriate. But yeah, apparently they had to put this whole mounting system together. It's all made out of particular metal. And it's...
1: What happens when he gets sick of it and he doesn't want it in his forehead anymore? He's got this well, permanent hole. In well, his I think forehead.
0: it's just... Uh, it's. It, I think it does protrude for the most part. It's not like embedded in his forehead. But look, I imagine he could probably sell it and... <laughs> and then fix his forehead up with the with the money he'd get.
1: I wonder how heavy it is or if it has any impact on his sleep or rolling around and Surely. accidentally getting it stuck on something. I mean, you wouldn't be
0: able to, like, faceplant or smack your forehead in disgust anymore.
1: No. So did you end up listening to any of his music? No. Do you know anything about him as a musician? Absolutely not. Right.
0: My only interest in him is on the diamond he put into his <laughs> forehead.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: So it's kind of led me to think about what sort of extravagance people pay for. And I guess, what would you do, Z, if you had $24 million? Where would you implant a diamond on your face?
1: I'm just not big on any kind of body...
0: Modifications? Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. I don't even have a tat. You don't have a tat.
1: No, I just don't feel like... I can like something for my whole life and, and be happy with it. And I feel yeah. like your body's going to change. and
0: Your opinions about things are going to change. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't like diamonds in five years' time. And, and think about this. It's $24 million. Imagine he gets robbed. Apparently, he's got it insured. Can you imagine someone robbing him for his forehead diamonds?
1: It's just such a liability on your forehead <laughs> as well. You yeah, can't it's just, hide that.
0: No. I mean, he can put a bandana on. But no, he's look, this is the first time I've heard of his name. So if this was a big publicity stunt... It's obviously worked out for yeah,
1: him. Yeah, maybe he was like an up-and-coming rapper, wasn't getting any followers or any fans, and he's done this as a stunt to get his name out there. It's work. I've never heard of him.
0: Having said that, I haven't listened to his music.
1: I'm going to. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Anyone
0: who puts a diamond in their forehead is probably worth yeah, listening to. Yeah, I
1: think so. If he's gone through all that effort for the publicity, I'll I'll give him a listen.
0: Oh, God. No, I, I'm. this is about as far as I want to take my interest in little Uzi Vert.
1: So I thought for every episode, I would ask a more serious question.
0: You mean talking about Little Uzi vs. Diamond wasn't (laughs) serious enough for you?
1: (laughs) No, no. Um, That was pretty serious, actually. (laughs) I feel like you stole my thunder a little bit. (laughs) Um, So for today's episode, my question that I thought we could discuss is, are you afraid of death? Why or why not?
0: Interesting question.
1: Have you thought about it much?
0: Yeah, I think I've got a pretty solid grasp of how I view the afterlife. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, it's one of those big questions that I think everybody needs an answer to, even if the answer is, I don't know. I think my current belief is that there, I just believe that there's nothing after life. I think that when we die, we, you know, we decompose, we go back into the soil. Well, our atoms and our essence gets redistributed and recycled throughout the universe. We become part of the world for which we once lived. I think there's a beauty to that. I'm a bit of a science guy and I don't put much merit in the fact that there's souls or spirits or what have you. So to me, it's kind of just a, it's definitely a a final, you know, it's it's final.
1: Are you afraid of it though?
0: I think like, I'm not going to stand in front of a car and greet it head on. I don't think I'm afraid of it. Not that I welcome it, but I don't think I'm scared to find out what is waiting for us, I suppose. I think the fact that if it is a, a final flourish and a final farewell, then it makes moments here, more special, more meaningful. It makes our actions more meaningful. I think there's so many people that are scared of a, a final retribution and a final punishment that they potentially don't live their lives to the fullest, expecting a reward or an afterlife to go to where you really get to live. And it's it'll be a shame for them to be wrong if that is what happens. But how about yourself?
1: I feel similarly to you. I'm not afraid of death as in life after death, I am a little bit afraid of the actual process of dying. So the pain that I will feel potentially, maybe my body deteriorating and I don't have any control over what's happening or I can't communicate somehow. I'm afraid of the actual process of dying, but after death, no.
0: If it makes you feel any better, your body's already deteriorating. We're already heading towards that final hurdle.
1: That does not make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I feel similarly to you. I feel like people who are actually afraid of death are maybe actually just afraid of not having lived.
0: I I think you're you've touched on a good point.
1: Like if I had kids, maybe I'd be afraid that I hadn't taught them all the lessons that I wanted to teach them or I would be worried about how they would survive without me. But if I went tomorrow, I'm not afraid of not having done things that I wanted to do. I feel like I have a pretty, I feel like I'm pretty reflective and I look back on my days and I ask myself if I did everything that I could do.
0: Talking about, like, living more or less without regrets and and going, you know, perhaps to the afterlife or the non-afterlife with, you know, as little regrets as possible. And I I mean, that's a pretty good way to look at it. That way, at least you're, you're living in the moment. You're living, you know, death's almost inspiring you. You're almost doing those amazing things because you know that it's it's temporary here.
1: Yeah, make the most of it.
0: I think that something that I might be scared of in terms of death is... Something about leaving an imprint or leaving a, a sign legacy. that I was here, a legacy. You know, I'd be a real shame to come and go and be here for 80, 100 years, whatever happens, and have no one remember you, no one thinking about you, which, I mean, happens to most people, really. You'd have to be someone pretty impressive to, to leave a legacy enough to be remembered past 100 years, apart from immediate family. I guess that scares me a little bit. I'd like to, I guess, accomplish something, make a difference. And I suppose you could talk about that it, it make a difference to those that I'm in personal contact with i make a difference on a a small scale and i i think that's enough for me
1: yeah me too i was reading an article about the reason why people have kids is mostly because they want to leave a legacy behind they want to leave something behind that will kind of carry on after they're gone but for me i feel like a legacy can be anything it can be the kindness that you've shown to people or it can be something that you've created, a photo that you've taken or anything really that inspires people.
0: I guess whatever you dedicate your life and your time to, be it kids or a passion or a hobby, they can all be a legacy. They can all be something that will remain after you're gone. I think um, I think kids and literally leaving behind the family name is pretty common. But I think it's it's quite sweet that you, you, you want to be remembered for more than... Your family name. You're going to leave something Z-ish behind.
1: I like to think that by living your life as full as you can, you're going to touch enough people and you're going to inspire enough people and that should be enough. Yeah, I think it's important to inspect your life and make sure that you're trying to actually live your days rather than just exist through them.
0: Yeah, when you are on that deathbed and you're surrounded by hopefully many, many loved ones and you look back, what are the moments you're going to remember? You know, that's something I think about. Like, look, if I'm if I'm an 80 year old man and I'm surrounded by people that I love and happy memories, I'm OK with that.
1: Yeah. And even if something bad happened tomorrow, I would be at peace with that as well. I don't think you have to be 80 years old. Like what if something bad happened and then?
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean? I mean, I'd hope I'd be 80 years old when I go.
1: But you can't see, but by hoping that you're 80 years old, does that mean that you're afraid of dying younger?
0: No, I've just got, I've still got way more. I've still got stuff to do. I've still got, I've got a budding relationship. I've got my friends. I've still got my career to think about. Got my family to see grow up. You know, I'm not, not necessarily afraid, but I'm not, I'm not ready to go.
1: Yeah. You'd hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. Yeah. Whereas I think that's where you and I differ. Not that I hope that it happens soon to me, but I'm at peace with it at any point. (laughs) did that just take a really dark turn
0: yeah it did i was looking in your eyes and i saw the acceptance of death
1: (laughs) but i'm just not afraid i'm at peace with it because i feel like up until this point i am satisfied with the extent i have lived my life and if it were to end tomorrow then you know that sucks that i haven't done xyz but i'm still at peace with that
0: and that's That's admirable, but there's still so much you can achieve and do, so much that you will achieve and do.
1: But you can't predict that.
0: Yeah, but you're going to.
1: (laughs) I hope so, but also I'm okay if, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, okay.
1: I don't know. That's such a weird note to end on. Well. (laughs) I'm not saying it in a doom and gloom way.
0: No, I, no, I I can see in your face that you're enjoying talking about your inevitable demise.
1: One day. One day. Who knows when it'll be?
0: That's true. Look, if you truly accept that you are ready for it and you've lived life to an extent that you don't have regrets, then that's good. I don't think many people have that. I think that's a good mindset to have.
1: I'm not saying that I'm ready. I'm just saying that I would be at peace with it. I wouldn't be like, no, not today.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope you don't (laughs) have to accept it anytime soon.
1: Me too. We still have so much friendship.
0: Yeah, we just started this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Okay, with that aside, Z, I have another story for you. This next segment is something I like to call the Geekly Weekly, but it's not weekly. So it's the Geekly Weekly that's not so weekly.
1: Perfect. (laughs) It's catchy. It's got a nice ring to it.
0: (laughs) It explains it pretty well. I understand this is the segment where you're going to stare at me confused while I explain something overtly geeky to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm ready. (laughs) I bet you are. You're used to this over Mm -hmm. many, many years. So... The exciting thing is um, the cast of The Last of Us TV show has been announced. Now, Z, how familiar are you with The Last of Us as a franchise?
1: Zero familiar. Zero
0: familiar. So, The Last of Us is a, a very highly acclaimed video game. Okay. Originally on the PS3, re-released for the PS4. What
1: kind of video game?
0: It's a survival horror game. So, so, so like,
1: killing people and stuff?
0: Killing, killing people, killing zombies, killing zombies. It's set in a world where the world is decimated by a infection. It turns people into, it's basically zombies, but it, it's it's spores. It's uh, it's their own take on it, but they're basically zombies. Okay. Very Walking deadish. ish um, And this hardened and grizzled man of the world named Joel has been tasked with escorting a young girl called Ellie across America. And throughout- is this
1: in the video game or in the TV show? It's in the video
0: game. Well, the, I assume the TV show is going to be based on the video game, same plot okay so the he starts with escorting ellie across the country um many shambles heartbreaks and happy moments i suppose and it's not too many happy moments it's a pretty depressing game to be perfectly honest with you but it is very 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 good made by naughty dog you may know them from such games as crash bandicoot
1: oh yeah i know crash bandicoot that was a good one yeah i thought you would
0: (laughs) um so naughty dog made crash bandicoot they made the last of us they made the uncharted series no No. lost me lost you on the uncharted series (laughs) fair enough
1: Anyway, so there's a TV show about this video game.
0: Yes, HBO has picked up the rights, and the main cast has been announced. Uh Uh-huh. So, Z, how familiar are you with Pedro Pascal?
1: Not familiar at all.
0: Okay, have you seen Game of Thrones? No. Have you seen The Mandalorian?
1: No. But I know what these things are. I know that they exist. You know they exist. And I have a a very loose understanding of what they're about.
0: So, Pedro Pascal plays, uh, he plays the Mandalorian in The Mandalorian.
1: Oh. Is Mandalorian a person?
0: <laughs> yeah, technically it's a race, but that's that's a, a topic that's a race. Okay. that's a topic for a whole other time.
1: Okay.
0: He plays the main character, which I understand you wouldn't know because he keeps his mask on for like ninety-eight percent of the show. But um, he also plays Oberyn Martel in Game of Thrones, the oh. the Viper.
1: It sounds like a snake. Yeah. Oh, it is a snake.
0: No, he's not a snake. He's oh. a human. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Anyway, he's playing Joel, who is okay. the hard and grizzled man of the world. Is
1: that a good casting? Uh, I don't think so. Okay.
0: I just definitely don't see him playing the character. So I'm, I'm open to be surprised. How familiar are you with Bella Ramsey?
1: I don't know who any of these people are.
0: I know, that's the point of the sub. <laughs> so so Bella, Bella Ramsey is also from Game of Thrones. Okay. She played...
1: Is it the blonde one?
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> sure Shershi i think that's no, a character it's, no it's not Cersei. joff joffrey or something is that a character
0: yeah it's a, yeah joffrey's a character but okay. no she doesn't play joffrey okay she plays leanna mormond she's a little girl and she's she gained a lot of she became a fan favorite pretty quickly on by her kind of badass no hex given approach <laughs> to things but she um she's been cast to play ellie is who, who's a, the young girl
1: is that a good casting
0: no i don't think it's very good casting personally she plays a very abrupt kind of gruff character for a little girl and ellie she's tough but she has a she's grown up in this like post-apocalyptic world right that's the whole thing she's a little bit vulnerable a little bit a little bit naive
1: but she's acting in game of thrones so she can act in this tv show as that particular character she
0: can sure um these are really really popular characters fan favorites like Let's not go into it, but in The Last of Us 2, they did something bad to one of these characters, and it was one of the most hated actions. The video game got tanked. It was the most one of the most divisive fan bases I've ever seen. So these guys are diehard fans.
1: Right. High stakes.
0: Yeah, the highest. If this is the target audience... They need to, they're going to be very protective of these characters and neither of these two actors. While I like them both in their own right, I don't see them playing the characters the way that fans are going to be happy with.
1: And when does this TV show come out?
0: It's probably a long way away. Oh, okay. They haven't started filming yet. Oh. I imagine it'll be 2023.
1: twenty hmm, have got time to get some they've acting practice. They've, got, they've got time to play
0: the games. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, I. Look, I hope so. I think there are other, like a lot of people have said Hugh Jackman. Logan, are you familiar with the Logan movie? No. Where Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine.
1: I might have seen
0: it. Yeah, he's really he's an old man. That I plays don't think Wolverine.
1: I've seen Logan. I've seen Wolverine in a ensemble type movie.
0: You've seen the character Wolverine in a movie. Yeah. You need to say Logan, that's really good. But a lot of people are saying that he, he he's kind of the Joel character. He's he's old, he's grizzled, he's over the world. He's done, you know. and so You just people. want
1: Hugh Jackman to play him because you love Hugh Jackman and he's your man crush.
0: Hugh Jackman could play any character <laughs> perfectly well.
1: I think it should all. be played by Channing Tatum.
0: Do so, yeah Honestly, I reckon he could probably do a better job than Pedro Pascal. <laughs> so, I think Channing Tatum could do it.
1: Yeah. Well, when you were describing him to me, I kind of had that physique in mind. What? What? Why? Big burly, <laughs> angry dude. He's not
0: that burly. He's just, he's, he's grizzled.
1: Well, maybe I'll watch one episode of this TV show.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I watch one first, and I'll see if it's worth recommending to you. It'll be hard for them to deviate, I think, from this and The Walking Dead
1: zombie movie, zombie TV show, the
0: zombie TV show. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that I'm across I that. think the zombie shtick sch- has been kind of overdone by Hollywood and its its direction. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. They're really going to have to... The reason The Last of Us is so beloved and it was so successful is it's based on the relationship between Joel and Ellie, these characters. So for them to differentiate this from the many, many other zombie movies out there, they're going to have to knuckle down on that and nail it. Yeah. If they can't pull off that relationship, then the show's not going to last.
1: Well, I'm keen to see how they perform.
0: Yeah. Watch the space. Updates coming.
1: In like three years time.
0: In three years time.
1: <laughs> so Matt. Is he? I flew to Adelaide recently.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty rare rare occurrence these days in
1: COVID times. Yeah, it was one of the first flights out. No biggie. Um, but how, how
0: was flying in COVID? Was the airport like abandoned?
1: A little bit, but my flight was full. Both flights were full. Half the eateries at the food court were closed. Like Amazing. it was, it was pretty bare.
0: Was, was it bare in like a a surreal way? Did it feel odd? Because I know when COVID started, and I was still catching trains. I was at Wynyard Station and it was like peak hour and there was like me and one other person on the platform and it was such a, you you felt like you were in like like an apocalyptic movie.
1: Yeah, but also if you've been to the airport late at night when there are less flights coming out, it was kind of like that. It's not a sight that I haven't seen before. Right. Anyway, flight to Adelaide is less than two hours. It's maybe an hour 40 and the person sitting in front of me reclined their seat. Oh, <laughs> The audacity. The audacity.
0: The nerve.
1: I feel like there should be a set of rules for when you do and do not recline your seat. 24-hour flight to Europe, fine. I get it. 10-hour flight to Asia, yeah, cool, I get it. Two-hour flight to...
0: Okay, so your issue... Melbourne,
1: Brisbane, Adelaide, you can deal with not reclining your seat. Why do you have to inconvenience someone?
0: So your issue is just that it was a short flight, you should have sucked it up and just stayed upright.
1: I think so. I mean... I wouldn't do that. Have you not suffered through two hours of, you know, a movie that you don't like or something uncomfortable, slightly uncomfortable? Well,
0: planes are uncomfortable enough in general. So why does already this person, a bad situation. Yeah, why does
1: this person feel so entitled that they have to recline their seat and put make someone else's slightly uncomfortable trip even more <laughs> uncomfortable just so that they can be slightly less this is his. This is his
0: little bit of hope, his little bit of light in a dark, dark plane trip.
1: But don't you consider the other people on the flight? Like even if I wanted to recline my seat for whatever reason, I would think about the person behind me and be like, nah, it's not worth it.
0: Okay, let's paint a hypothetical scenario. Okay, so the seats have the option to recline.
1: I know that the seats have the reclining option. You are free to do it if you want to Mm. but you're also free to
0: not (laughs) buy
1: go to the grocery store and buy eggs and throw them on the ground in
0: fact i I feel like you'd get in trouble for that
1: yeah but i mean like (laughs) like you just need to have discretion when making these decisions i think
0: so what is so bad about him doing it on a two-hour flight than it is a 10-hour flight it's still like you're either uncomfortable for two hours or 10 hours right
1: but if it's a 10-hour flight i can understand Because it's such a long time and we're all in this uncomfortable situation together. I get it, dude. You do you. But two hours. Just sit up. Look out the window. It's over in two seconds. What
0: if Jerome, and that's who I'm going to call him now. Uh What if Jerome, this is his first flight he's ever had. It's his first time on a plane. And he's only got a two-hour flight to Adelaide. And that's all he's got. And you're depriving Jerome of the full experience of air travel because you don't want him to recline his seat and get a little bit more comfortable.
1: I'm not depriving him. I didn't say anything to this person. They're allowed to do it. All I'm saying is it is a bit rude.
0: I think that air traffic in general is really annoying. And I think that having someone recline a seat right on your face is just part of something you're gonna to have to accept.
1: I did accept it. <laughs> I accepted it, but I just think that it's rude and I wouldn't do it to someone else. Would you recline your seat on a two hour flight?
0: Uh it depends. Am I tired? Do I need a nap?
1: So you would recline your seat on uh, a two hour flight? I probably would. Have you done it before?
0: I know. I, I can't. I don't remember. I can't. <laughs> I can't remember ever being in a situation and going, I really wanted to recline my seat. No, I'm not going to. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I probably did. Wow. Yeah.
1: I actually see you in such a different light.
0: We're learning things about yeah, each other yeah. now.
1: <laughs> I, I've done that many times where I've thought about, I wish I could recline my seat. <laughs> Even on long haul flights. You
0: can recline your seat. And no,
1: It really takes an immense amount of discomfort for me to finally decide to recline my seat. And normally I look behind me to check if they're asleep. <laughs> so I'm more likely to do it if they're not going to notice.
0: They're staring at you from on their seat. If they're
1: awake, nah, I don't think I would.
0: You wouldn't ask permission?
1: No. I'd suffer through it.
0: Okay. Well, okay. I, do you think it's possible that you are putting too much thought into this particular problem? And hypothetically, most people wouldn't think like this.
1: Maybe.
0: It does not excuse them.
1: <laughs> Probably. I think I have a reasonable amount of consideration for people.
0: I think, I think from the sounds of it, you have an excessive amount of consideration for people, which is not a bad thing, but... It I... comes
1: at my own cost. <laughs>
0: it does. You're choosing to be uncomfortable, but even more uncomfortable because they're reclining their seat in your face and you're not reclining to match. The... No.
1: Why am I going to continue the cycle of abuse?
0: Were the, the people behind you recline their seats? I didn't check. Exactly. So if they I made have, my own business. It's more, <laughs> <laughs> it's more acceptable, I think. If everyone reclines, you all you all move at the same, you know, it's the same spacing. It is are just all a little bit more comfortable.
1: I don't know. I think you can't expect the person behind you to also want to recline their seat.
0: Okay. Let me, let me put this to you. Is it acceptable for someone, if you've reclined your seat, is it acceptable then for the person in front of you to recline theirs?
1: Yeah. But that's only because I've gotten to a point where I'm so uncomfortable and it's been so long on this flight that I have decided to finally recline my seat. I think I'm in the last (laughs) 5% of people who would recline. In
0: this hypothetical situation, You've reclined
1: your seat first. Okay, wait. Can I just pause this conversation for a second and <laughs> yeah. say that I actually feel like maybe you're right in that people view this differently to me because I'm quite small. Therefore, my level of comfort in a flight is probably Heightened. higher. Yeah, than than most people. Mm. So, with that in mind, I can. You will see forgive it from the tall man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I think this is and just woman. an average, average person in front of me. It wasn't anyone who's was particularly tall.
0: Well, I pride myself on being able to sleep on most things. Planes I struggle with still. And having that little bit of recline sometimes helps.
1: Fine. I accept that. And I've decided within myself to move on.
0: I think we're just gonna have to make sure that we don't catch a plane together. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not sitting behind me.
1: No, if it was you and you I would understand. I think it was more that it was something. Because
0: I'm such a I tall guy.
1: Know. No, I just feel like I would be more forgiving of someone that I knew. Anyway, I can empathize with old mate. With old mate. And I forgive him. Jerome. So if you're out there, seat recliner, dude, I forgive you. There we go. That was beautiful. That <laughs> was beautiful, yeah. that's beautiful.
0: Well, that's it for today, guys. That's all we've got to talk about.
1: Yeah. Um, we hope we've been acceptable, acceptable company. company.
0: Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye-bye.